Yeah, I was living my life on a yacht. I ain't taking my chain off that. Like the way that you suck in my cock. Got some acting, let's go get a pop. Let's go. Took the ledge off and went to the top. Niggas tried to say that. Did you say cock? Now they say I don't belong in this place. I don't think so. Metro, 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 bump me up. I don't know. Cock is coming. Throwing up season. That's the challenge. Pointed at you, going my body. Yeah, I was living my life on a yacht. I ain't taking my chain off that. Like the way that you suck in my cock. Oh yeah, with the way she's sucking my cock, yeah. Wow, we're saying cock now? Might as well. You know? I thought that was... It might not play on the radio. That's the C word for me. Like, that's such an <laughs> aggressive way to say <laughs> dick. Really? It just seems so much more sexual. Cock is definitely more sexual, and it also, like... I don't know, it's almost like a weird nickname. Yeah. <laughs> There's my boy, cock. Well, no, like for your dick, you know. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It is like a. It's not like the scientific term, but it's also it's not like dick. I feel like yeah. dick is way worse of a word than cock, but also cock just has like a. I think it's the the. It's just, yeah, it's, it's the the two C's and the K. It just feels it more like, harsh. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> There's just like more of a weight to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucking my cock. Yeah, because you suck could my you could whip out your dick, but you could whip out your cock. Like I would say, suck my dick to a dude, but if I said suck my cock, like, wait, do you actually want me to? <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> wait, so yeah? <laughs> Are you being for real? <laughs> yeah, cock is yeah, because dick is. Dick's you're not a cockhead, you're a dickhead. You're a dickhead. Dickhead? Oh, dude, you're such a dick. Oh, you're such a cock. I've heard people say that. Yeah, you're, oh, such, you're a such a cock. There's always a little, like, huh? Huh? Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting at? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they call chickens cocks? Because they're cock? Uh, well, I think it's only roosters that are cocks, and I just assumed they're only roosters were cocks because they they had penises. Well, rooster. By that logic, every animal is a cock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think birds have penises. Um, I'm gonna have to think to consult your something. original stand-up bit ever. Oh yeah, say bird that, dick. Yeah, birds they have human penises. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. According to you, dude. Well, that's the only way I can draw them because no, I don't know what a bird looks like. <laughs> a classic bit. Uh, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I know for because like everyone's weird fact they know. Not really. Just like the comics that always write bits about it are like duck penises. They're mm -hmm. like like a drill. Yeah, and, and they have to like crack the safe of the duck pussy. Mm -hmm. And apparently the duck pussy is like a fucking like Greek mythological like mm -hmm. mythological maze. Yeah, like a labyrinth. Yeah, it's a yeah. labyrinth and it can literally move and change combinations <laughs> of where to bust to actually give birth to, you know, ducks. I I mean it's or to a like good, fertilize her eggs, I guess. You would think more animals the every I feel like every other animal has a cool uh cock fact that mm -hmm. uh, you know, like um wolves dogs they literally like once they're like they they lock in 
Mm. They lock. So like you can't there's like uh videos that are on regular YouTube. Don't think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> this is on regular fucking this is YouTube. On regular YouTube. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm not watching fucking <laughs> cop You have lock. to log in and prove that you're over eighteen years old, but this is on regular YouTube. Cocklocks.com. Uh <laughs> no, but like they'll be like, you know, going back to our alpha male shit from last week, they'll be like a wolf. Who's bang? Who's like not the alpha male? So he's not supposed to be banging chicks. Like only the the other dude, the main dude, the alpha wolf, gets to bang all the chicks pretty much. Or he has like his like top three, mm-hmm. and then like whoever's not in his top three, like the other like lower wolves can can shoot their shot. But <laughs> if one of the lower wolves attempt is is like secretly banging one of the chicks, and then the fucking alpha catches him and he tries to like slide out but he can't because he's locked in Mm -hmm. so then they're both just like trying to run away from each other but they can't and so the alpha just fucks them both up oh my god yeah that's like a weird it's a a weird it's a weird thing and cats have barbed penises that apparently makes it like painful for the female oh my god so it's like humans you know we're we kind of lucked out like we don't have a ridiculously like our our dicks. I feel like if there's one thing I will say about humans, we have, in my opinion, the most appropriately sized dicks. Mm. Like gorillas are way bigger than us, and their dicks are way smaller. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's like I, how am I gonna even be scared of you, bro? You got that small ass dick. You're not wearing any pants. <laughs> you're not even trying to cover it up. If I was a gorilla, I feel like gorillas should be the ones wearing pants. They got less more to hide. You know, we should be striding out there. Yeah, those things. Yeah, I mean, it does make me feel more comfortable saying, I'm going to give you this gorilla dick. <laughs> yeah, you've been saying that for years. That's like for your years, catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you never really looked into it. Because <laughs> naturally, understandably, most people would assume that when you say, I'm going to give you this gorilla dick, they're like, oh, he's about to fucking lay it on. Yeah, and then you pull packing, out. Then you pull like out. A nice average. Yeah, a life-size gorilla dick. She's like, I thought you said gorilla dick. And you're like, bitch, pull up fucking Go YouTube. Go on Google image. Go on <laughs> Go to Jimmy's favorite website and pull up Gorilla Dicks. <laughs> gorilla Dicks and Balloon Nuts. <laughs> um, live from the studio. My name is Jimmy Seleski. Merrick Glazer. Merrick Glazer. Chilling here with a couple thriller lights and our brand new solo cups. Mm. Had to restock. It's always a monument. Momentous, momentous occasion. Yeah, cheers. Straight out the can. That's the last time we cheers on the cast. Not recently. It's been a while. Probably. Probably over a hundred episodes. Mm. It's got to be um, big week. Surprisingly, surprisingly uh, big week. I was totally ready to do the solo cast because the Lord blessed me. I don't know about you, but He blessed me with so much, with so much stuff shit going that on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is great podcast material. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, that is mainly what I think, <laughs> just Damn. in everyday life. I'm Hell like, yeah. well, I mean, this will go great, great on the cast. <laughs> this will fill a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, we'll start light. Just uh, something I, I noticed. I'm sure you've noticed this on Netflix, too. They came out with a show, That 90s Show. Yeah. I tried watching it a little bit. Did you really? That's more yeah. than I did. I tried watching like 10 minutes of it, and then... Like the first ten minutes is great because like Kitty and Red and Eric and Donna are in it, mm-hmm. and then they start trying to like bring in all the new kids that are going to be like the kids of this show. Yeah, 
And then that kind of turned it off. Yeah. I saw the trailer and just the trailer itself where they're like dancing in the kitchen. I don't. Okay. There's this, there's a phenomenon and it's not new, but I noticed it with like Fuller House a couple years ago, which is actually a while ago now, I think, because I remember we watched an episode of Fuller House when we were at Scott's place in fucking Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. When he was living at his cousin's place. And that was years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, this has been a thing for a while, but, like, now we are starting, our age people are starting to cross into the nostalgia realm, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't know if we're appealed to in that way, because, like, I think, like, with those things, like, you pretty much guarantee everyone's going to watch the first episode, but you get one episode, and mm-hmm. if it's not good, then people are just going to be like, okay, cool, yeah, it, that they made a show. That's featuring all these characters and plot line from when I was a kid. But like, unless it's good now, I'm not going to sit here and just become a, you know, Fuller House fan. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it seemed like in that trailer, I don't like how heavy, heavily they like when they were like dancing in the kitchen. I was like, first of all, Red would not dance. <laughs> red, the Red that I know. Red got the Netflix money. He's dancing. He's dancing now. <laughs> this is not Red Foreman. <laughs> Dancing around in a kitchen. I was shocked. They literally look the same. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, how is that CGI? There's no. I thought Kitty was like 70 in the first one. Maybe it was just the way that they did her hair or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, is she still alive? She literally looks literally the same. I was mind blown. Also, I feel like once you hit like, once you hit your 40s, I feel like that's kind of like, you kind of finish growing up in that regard. Yeah. Now you just kind of grow old. Mm-hmm. So you do look the same, but like nothing makeup can fix. Yeah. Um. So you watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you make it through a whole episode? Of- no. No. You just made it. To I had the- like 10 minutes in. Um. It was fun though, because like, I don't know if you remember near the end of that 70s show where like Eric Foreman kind of like left because he started doing like movies and shit in real life. Mm. Um. And then, like, all the other cast was just, like, kept kept it going. And then, like, Donna started dating Hyde, which was weird. Yeah, that and was a weird Hyde in real life apparently was, like, a sexual predator. Mm. So then, like, so watching it back now, you're like, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm feeling spinoff. You know what? Bring them all back. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all. So, so I, I take it Hyde is not in the new I don't think so, because he was in another hit Netflix show with Ashton Kutcher, but then I think he got fired from his own show because of all that shit. Got you. The Ranch or something. So from the one-eighth of an episode that you saw, which (laughs) makes you the expert on this podcast, that's why I'm referring to you. Mm -hmm. Trust the experts, folks. Trust the experts. Um, Which characters were introduced? I'm assuming Mila Kunis had to make an appearance. No. No. So within the first 10 minutes of the first episode, the only people <laughs> that were introduced were obviously Kitty, Red, Eric, Donna, but then... What about Eric's slut sister? She was not there because I think she's dead in real life. Oh. Like Laura or Lori, whatever Lori. her name was. That was actually who she was outside the show, too. Oh, really? <laughs> and like... Okay. Um, yeah, no, she like, she ended up in the news a bunch because of like drugs and shit. And okay. I think she might have, you know, unfortunately passed away. Well, that sucks. That so sucks. maybe they'll bring like, try to do a seance with her on the show. <laughs> oh, they got to do something. They got to do something freaky deaky. They're going to write something about it, you know. You can't, 
you can't um this is the big thing the big takeaway uh not the biggest takeaway of the week but the biggest takeaway of this topic we're done with laugh tracks yeah you can't uh, it's so weird well there are use cases for it but in the sense of like a sitcom laugh track i think yeah society has moved past that where where are the use cases that you're thinking um more in like campy shit where like they're using it ironically you know what i mean yeah it's yeah for sure you can use anything yeah you can use it ironically it's just weird it's so it's like we no one ever got a memo that we Mm -hmm. were done with them it was just at one and i wonder what that was because like literally every sitcom up until i want to say like the mid 2000s had a laugh track well also it was like all those shows were also for the most part like you hear it in most intros for shows back then where it's like family matters was filmed in front of a live studio audience or some shit like that so like the laugh track makes sense because it's the laughs of people actually watching the show Mm. but then it transitioned into we're just gonna add laughs because that shit works yeah which killed tell people when to laugh yeah and then they'll think it's the funniest show ever it does i will say it does make you think stuff is fun it lets you know when you're supposed when you missed something yeah you hear a laugh exactly (laughs) you like look up from your phone and you're like there's a joke there (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the lack of the laugh it's got to be killing the 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 professional studio audience industry i mean professional Mm -hmm. laughers everywhere are just struggling at this point but it's it's weird because all of a sudden we just kind of just said nope no more i think i think it had to be if I had to make a theor- theorem here, mm-hmm. live on the air, uh, I think when shows like The Office came out yeah, that were kind of... I was just of, about to say that, where it's like mockumentary style. And it was just kind of like... And there's not a, a laugh track for like a fake documentary. And I tell you what, if there was ever a show that might have benefited from a laugh track, I want to say The Office. I like The Office, but... I could only, I my thing with The Office was always I could only ever watch like one and a half episodes before I was just done with it. Yeah. Like it, it was good in small doses. It was just like that kind of like weird, it, not anti-comedy. I, I want to say anti-comedy, but it was just like, it was just like very subtle and stuff where it's like, can you like have a guy laugh so that I can know when <laughs> I'm supposed to laugh? I don't know. Like, And then, yeah, I think once The Office came out, because that that came out, what, the the mid-2000s, I guess? Well, Noah Noah kind of replaced the laugh track for those kind of shows, the look to camera. Mm. The look to camera is kind of like the, do you guys see what's going on here? Like, (laughs) okay, check this shit out, bro. So with that with that development, I'm going to take it back even one more step in the TV timeline. You know what I'm going to say? Laugh tracks died off. When we went from 4x3 to widescreen HD. Okay. And why do you say that? Because uh, that's kind of when they also stopped doing like live studio audience type shows. Everything mm-hmm. was because re- it was so much easier to record on digital media. Okay. Film is super expensive. They can start filming in locations. They can start shooting wherever the fuck they want. They can go in a lot. They can have... Uh, you know, different types of actors who maybe don't have a theatrical background and can't remember lines like that or some shit. True. And then, uh, yeah, the market opened up. Okay. So 
I'm now going to say that theory is better than the theory I was going to say. My theory was uh, reality television because mm. reality television came out. That too. Uh, it really peaked in the early 2000s. I feel like that was like, I, I don't want to say peak, but that was like the heyday. So I will say peaked. Um, but like we kind of moved away from uh, like the kind of like sitcom stuff and started to seek out stuff that felt more like it was like real life. And I think not having the laugh track there. You could also see the difference because I did also on the same topic watch an interesting YouTube video about why the like why subtitles are such a thing now. Mm-hmm. And and they said that apparently it has a lot to do with just like if you like watch a movie, especially if you watch a movie like one of the first movies, like Wizard of Oz, like at that time people weren't used to acting in a non-stage venue. Like the yeah. idea of like a motion picture was still like and especially and then even then it was like motion pictures for the longest time were like you know silent films so you had to be like really fucking animated and really then like loud they'd like hold up a card and be like this is what he said after he says and you're like oh, i get it. no mm-hmm. i figured that's what he was saying but thanks for <laughs> holding this up i cannot imagine uh trying to enjoy a movie like that but I, I'll, I'll check them out but i think that i think that there's something about just like you can even tell like when you watch friends or something like that which most overrated show in my opinion of all time yeah uh, that show is and i know it's like it, it's like become like the as kind of like the to like it as to say you don't like it. yeah it, it was like the old it was like the original office except the office was at least funny yeah you know friends was like i don't know what it is like you watch a show like seinfeld and that show is legitimately funny. Yeah, now, granted, they sure. have laugh tracks, but like Friends, which is so corny, bro. I'm like, adults watch this. I could see that being a good Nick at Night show. Mm-hmm. But like, you can just see the difference in acting. I feel like with that that '90s show, they should have not tried to recreate. And this is coming from a guy who has not watched it, and another guy <laughs> who <laughs> turned it off. Another guy who turned it off. But that should say something. Does it not say something? There's something there. There's something there. There's a there there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why don't you try, if you're going to try to bring back a show, why don't you try to bring it back in the context of now? Like, make a that 90s show like the way we'd make a show now. And it could actually be successful, you know? As opposed to. Also, that's like, that's a thing too that I kind of don't like where everything is getting like too cinematic in a way now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like everything is trying to be a movie too much that i'm like bro this like i'm trying to do some easy watching right now i'm not trying to like look for fucking hidden context in the framing of this scene it's like oh at the fucking angles tilted because in five episodes from now that guy's gonna you know cross these guys in the back or whatever and like yeah it's fucking yeah, I'm not too trying much. To, I'm not I'm trying, trying to fucking to, watch something and laugh. I'm not trying to guess when I'm supposed to laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to fucking. I want somebody when something suspenseful happens. I want somebody in the background going, "Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> you're like, ooh, that was something." That's not in Sopranos. <laughs> you see like some weird thing in the background <laughs> or you're watching Fight Club and every time one of those little split screen things comes up, it's like, "Ooh, you're like, ooh, did I miss something?" Yeah. Like, uh, let me rewind, pause, fuck, I missed it. Rewind, pause, fuck, I missed it. I think, okay, that's a good point because I guess you're right. You don't want to You don't want to make everything like it is. And I, I did also, because uh, I want to talk about um, 
uh, one of the bigger developments this week. I'll get into it. Mm. The topic of this new show, uh, uh, what's her name? The the one of the chicks from the office, Mindy Kaling. Oh, the Velma show. The Velma show. Another show I have not watched. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I'm gonna give it a shot just because. Why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. But also, I heard there's no Scooby Doo in it. Weird. Isn't that kind of crazy? It is. It it's you know now. Granted, they took the one black person on the show. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, they made Shaggy black, I guess. Right. And I haven't. Velma this, is like Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Basically. This this is another show that we both haven't watched, but um, you know. But I like I like um Sam Richardson. I think Glenn Howerton's in it as Fred. Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to check it out just because it's like okay, funny people are in it. I'll check it out. I have not heard great things, um, but just going back to our original kind of like premise, I guess what you're saying is like, I don't like the idea that it seems like there's a certain amount of lack of uh, new storylines coming out. And uh, I don't like, it seems cheap to me when uh, producers of shows kind of just take a thing that's already a thing and then just like completely change it into something else but they're totally riding the wave of like oh this is that thing you like and then using that wave to pitch a completely different take on it that has nothing to do with the original concept of the show and it's like well why don't you just create a new show you know yeah. like it seems but also like a- i think that's like a balance problem between also the people you know obviously writing those type of shows but I think, like, the studios and the networks who are, like, funding these projects and shit, they want to at least make sure they're not wasting their money. So they're like, well, I think that's what happened with, um, like, one Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Like, originally it was written as, like, just that movie where, like, uh, the guy kidnaps the people and puts them in his bunker and then they're just, like, trapped in his bunker Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's like, oh, but it was actually he saved them because Cloverfield happened and the monsters were outside. But they wrote like the, when the studio bought it, they just added that part at the end. And we're like, well, people love Cloverfield. And if this is tied to Cloverfield, people will go see it. Even if this the first part of this movie has nothing to do with it. And we just tagged on this little thing at the end. Yeah. So I think it's like people want to make sure their shit is going to like be successful and people see it and people either pay for it or whatever the end goal is oh it's it's definitely it's definitely an aspect it's definitely so all like comes mindy down kaling money. could have written a fucking cartoon mystery show and they're like yeah we'll do it but make it about scooby-doo yeah people love scooby-doo <laughs> and she's like um, she's like i'm fine but he doesn't have to be in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, scooby-doo he's gonna steal he's the not show gonna be in it. <laughs> i'm supposed to be the the star in this show yeah, I, I think um, I think we're ready as a society to see a show that is actually based in the '90s. Because um, I feel like I missed I missed out on the '90s. You know, we're we're kids. We we weren't like we're '90s kids, mm-hmm. but like we were still little kids in the '90s. Like I was, eight. yeah, we were kids in like the late '90s. Yeah, mainly the early 2000s. It is weird when you see videos from like literally 1992 the year that you and i were born and <laughs> like, i gotta remember that <laughs> yeah I'm like, dude 
people actually Where dress, was I? <laughs> like, it's weird because, like, going back to Seinfeld, you'll watch, like, a, one of the earlier seasons of Seinfeld, which is in the early 90s. I think the first season was, like, 89. But, like, mm-hmm. the kind of, like, once they got the swing of things going, that was, like, really their peak was, like, the early to mid-90s. Actually, I think they're kind of known as one of those shows that, like, like stopped it at their peak. Now, and that's a 90s show. That's a 90s show. Although they're famously one of the, you know, the worst offenders of, like, trying to end a show like they their season finale or the series finale is just awful for seinfeld yeah i haven't i haven't uh seen it don't spoil it for me <laughs> i won't okay. the show ends <laughs> oh no. no it's no it's a good ending for seinfeld though hmm. if you ever finish it up and feel like you know oh fuck i wish they did something different mm-hmm. in curb your enthusiasm the larry david hbo show mm-hmm. one of the seasons is them doing a Seinfeld reboot. Uh, and it's like a really good kind of end to Seinfeld. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I've seen a couple episodes of, episodes of Curb. I'll be honest, I have not been able to get... I, I've enjoyed it, but I haven't mm-hmm. been able to like really get into it as yeah. much. I think it's again... I think it's the laugh track. I really <laughs> do. I really do. I feel like that's a show that could have benefited maybe from it. But it's like... I almost can't, there's not a single show that's made now that I can picture it in, which is why I brought this whole thing up. It's just, it's weird. It's weird to have that in there. And it's also, like I was saying before about like, you know, like if we had like a show, like a Euphoria style show, like a culturally relevant show that was based in like 1995, Mm -hmm. that'd be sick. That'd be mm. sick because I feel like it would give us a chance to see what It'd it be like really Saved was. Saved by like. the Bell. Yeah, but like we have <laughs> Saved by the Bell, <laughs> but like a 2023 show, like with all the shit that goes into 2023 shows, mm-hmm. the dark aspects. It's not just a kitschy little like ha 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 fun little sitcom. It's like a real show, but about the 90s. I feel like that'd be dope. I just feel like, you know, I look at stuff from that era and I see like the different types of clothes they wear and stuff. And it's like there there seems to be uh, a big line in the sand in the 90s when they stopped like one style. Because because I feel like I think I'm going to say this. I think we're actually 80s kids because really? and this is why I say well, this is why I'll say this, because there's a there's a phenomenon in culture. And what they say is what you actually think of when you think of the 70s, for instance. When when you think of the 70s, what you when you think of any time period, music is definitely one of the more powerful things. And that's why when you watch a movie and it takes place at a certain time in history, they'll always play a song from that time because mm-hmm. it just puts you in the context. It's a really good way of kind of putting you in context of the time. What people think of as the 70s really didn't end until like 83, 84. And like the early 70s were much more akin to what people think of when they think of the 60s. Like that kind of like folky, still like old school. You're just trying to justify us still being in the 90s. Well. (laughs) Because when we were old enough to remember it, it was like the early 2000s. But that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm saying, well, this is A, me trying to say that I'm an 80s baby. (laughs) But also at the same time, still being a 90s kid. (laughs) I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid, and the year is currently 2015. That is my argument. (laughs) And nothing bad has happened. (laughs) It's still the mid-2000s. No, I think that what it is is I think that um, what we think of uh, of the 80s really didn't end like that type of aesthetic that type of music if you listen to like 
Um, I'll get over you. No, I will. I'll pretend. Everybody thinks that song's an 80s song. That's a mm-hmm. 90s song. That's 91 or 90 or something like that. Like, that is 1990. Yeah. 1990, it's like, think about like, you know, it is weird now because it's like, it's so easy to look back in time and just kind of pick out all the, the little things that made 10 years apart different. Like, you can watch a show, a, a movie. I think one of the biggest things is movies, too. Mm-hmm. If you, the difference between a movie made in the 90s and the 80s is incredible. Like, we got so much better at making movies in the 90s. Now, and then I feel like we got really good at making movies. We kind of peaked in the mid-2000s. And I don't know if we've gotten that much better since. Mm. I feel like we've gotten a little bit better. But, like, you can kind of look back... And see like, oh, this this thing happened in 85. And then when you think of like 1985 to 1995, total complete difference. Now compare that to 2023 present day to 2013. I don't know. I don't feel like it's as different. Or maybe that's just because we've actually lived through it all. So it's been more of a gradual thing that we don't notice it. But I genuinely feel like it's like when I watch a movie. Now, I watched Hostel the other week. Uh, a couple months ago, actually. Um, I think I talked about it before. Just but, some easy watching. Yeah, easy watching. <laughs> people getting ripped apart and shit. It's just waiting for the laugh track to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me a joke. Is this where, <laughs> where you had the thought of, how come there's no more, more laugh tracks anymore? <laughs> Not a single one in this movie. <laughs> Am I missing something? No, it was weird with that one because it's like, you're seeing like the low cut jeans, the fucking brick phones and the flip phones. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, this movie is so dated. And that movie came out in like 06. Yeah. So I mean, it was probably being filmed in 04, 05. And then they put it out. And I don't know how long it takes film movies, but it, that's a very early to mid 2000s movie. You know, I watched 21 Jump Street the other day. Movie came out in 2014 or something. It didn't seem dated. No, it didn't seem old. And I'm thinking, like, dude, this movie's almost 10 years old at this point. Why doesn't it feel old? Have we not progressed as much in the past 10 years? Which goes counter to all of our things that we talked about on this podcast. Where I was like, technology uh, increases exponentially. You know, the more technology we have, the faster it progresses. And so you're thinking, like, well, in that context, it's like we would always say, I always, be like, oh, dude, like, how much difference was it really? between you grew up on a farm in 1400 or you grew up on a farm in 1500 it's like probably not probably the same fucking deal yeah you know and then i'd be like now compare that to the difference between 1920 and 2020 and it's like huge fucking difference you know 100 years but now i almost feel like has culture come to a standstill because now we're looking back and you've seen this like weird nostalgia train thing going where it's like we're making fucking shows about shows that already came out. All the new movies. I mean, what's the biggest movie of this year so far? Avatar? That's just yeah. a fucking take on a fucking movie that already came out 15 years ago or something or 10 years ago. It's like, as far as like... <laughs> I mean, it's a sequel. <laughs> it's a sequel, but at what point does it still get to be a sequel? I mean, dude, they made, they yeah, rebooted... Yeah, a long ass time They ago. rebooted Spider-Man in like it confused me yeah. it was like they had the tom holland spider-man we that, were in middle school when the original spider-man probably came out right the original 2004 yes. or something oh one was the or first 01 one was the first one the first Damn. one okay so and then, no that was elementary school yeah so elementary school was uh toby mcguire mm-hmm. into middle school and then high school andrew garfield was spider-man all of a sudden 
Yes. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. And then right after we dropped out of college <laughs> is when Tom Holland was Spider-Man. Yeah. Which, because we dropped out of college so soon into college, it seemed to go... <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, this guy came Even out in quicker. high school, and this guy was supposed to be when I was graduating college. And we're like, well, you dropped out after freshman year, so we had to put it out now. <laughs> we didn't have as much time <laughs> for your college career, dude. <laughs> like, okay, well, now the reboot is coming out one year. Like, in my, in my mind, I look at it as like, if a sequel comes out within the next uh, two to five years, that's a sequel. Anything after that, you're you're flirting with reboot territory. Like the original Spider-Man, like I said, comes out in in '01. Um, then they have Spider-Man Two, which is universally agreed to be even better than the first. One of the few movies in movie history where the sequel out uh, outperformed the original. There's yeah. a couple of movies you can think of. Uh, Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls comes mm-hmm. to mind the godfather 2 is talked about as one of those types of movies i'm sure there's a couple of couple others but then when they come out with um the tom holland spider-man uh it was it, 10 years had passed since the original first one yeah. you know and that has kind of been the pattern we've been running with like batman and shit too it's like every 10 years we get like a new batman you know but mm-hmm. then they come out with andrew garfield and it just threw me off it's like that was technically a reboot but it was weird to be like dude two years ago i saw this other movie about spot and now you're starting back at the beginning again yeah. you know so avatar is like quick of a turnover we could say it's a sequel but after 10 years did you see it no yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> no dude obviously we haven't seen anything we're talking about right now true fair is that the point <laughs> Does that mean we can't talk about it for an hour <laughs> and make grand <laughs> opinionated <laughs> proposals about society <laughs> based off something we've never seen? Of course not. That's the whole premise of this podcast. <laughs> we complain about shit we've never even done. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it is it's like I don't know, it just seems like everything like the music like there's subtle things in music that are different but like for the most part it kind of sounds similar in a way it's not different enough mm. uh to be like oh and that's a you know you can listen i i really feel like we we just kind of hit like a pause button in 2000 uh i want to say 15 i feel like since 2015 our culture has been driven to a halt and um this I'm going to say this, and I'm going to regret it, but this is what I think. I think that up until 2015, politics didn't really matter that much. Yeah. Like, people talked about it. I didn't even know the difference between a Democrat and a Republican until I was 24 years old, which was in, like, 2015, 2016, Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had to explain it to me. I was like, so, because up until then, I was always like, I mean, dude, they're both full of shit, both parties, blah, blah, blah. And I still believe that. But at least now I, I understand what they supposedly represent, both parties. And then it seemed like with the with the uh, the 2016 election and all the lead up to that, we completely turned our head away from everything else in society and everything became about politics. All the art that came out, whether it was music, uh, movies, television, fucking even sports, everything went completely to like some type of political stance or political messagery. And I feel like that has halted us. I feel Mm -hmm. like for the past 
eight years, seven, eight years, we have not really progressed. If anything, we've regressed. I would almost be willing to say that our shit has gotten worse since 2015. 21 Jump Street was hilarious, dude. <laughs> hilarious. And I can think of very few things. I mean, that was the that was the end. And and you can make all kinds of excuses for why comedy. And I get it. I, I believe it too. It's like the reality with comedy is like, you know, like we, we exist in such a, a social media viral TikTok, you know, one minute clip comp, uh, compilation fucking culture now where it's like it's too much of an investment to fucking spend multiple millions of dollars making a comedy when like it might not even get as much hype as one fucking stupid ass viral video on TikTok that gets more views than your fucking movie did and it's like as a as a film studio it's like do we really want to fucking invest all this money into that yeah you know and it's like so you well, can make- I think like also the how prevalent like streaming things are now too like everything like the small not small budget, but like smaller than a fucking blockbuster budget comedy movie doesn't go to theaters anymore. It just goes straight to like Netflix or HBO mm-hmm. Max or whatever. Yes. Which is unfortunate. So, because that was like my favorite type of movie growing up. The fucking like whatever the biggest co- comedy star was at the time, they'd have like five movies in like the span of two years that were great. Well, that's a good point. Do you think that maybe um, be, now that they don't really, because now most f- productions are not made to be seen in theaters, and but we overlooked that because in reality, the theater was kind of this unifying thing where like a movie came out and we still kind of have it, but it's nowhere fucking close to what it was when we were kids. Like, and I think we kind of came up towards the tail end of that where like a movie comes out, like when is the last time you've sat in a theater and it was literally fucking packed to the gills and you actually had to like make sure that you got your seat. Like I, I mean, maybe That's that happens. like fucking Inception or something. Exactly. <laughs> like Inception or like paranormal activity. <laughs> fucking decades ago. Yeah. Like I, movie theaters, it's, it's weird. It's like that, but at the same way, that kind of made everybody on the same page mm-hmm. because it's like this is the thing now and that's the same thing with tele- with TV where it's I don't know why I keep saying television like I'm a fucking yeah. astronaut or something <laughs> it's the same thing with TV where it's like you know you'd have like a new episode come out every week it's like dude Wednesday nights that's Seinfeld it's like it kind of keeps everyone on the same page like and all then, the things and you also talk- like you don't blow through conversations so quickly too yeah like cause the way you binge a show is like the same way you almost talk to someone about it afterwards. You're just like, oh my God, it was so crazy when they did that. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. And then that fucking happened. And then, God, and at the end was crazy. Yeah. And you literally don't even talk about anything else. You're and like, that, boom, bang, bing. And then that's it. That could be, it's kind of the same thing when I talk about like with, with bands. And it's like, if you're not a big name artist, it why would you? It kills your imagination in a way. It does. So it, then it stops you from coming up with crazy theories, some water cooler theories at work. You watch a whole fucking season of a show, and now the same amount of time that you would have spent every day, let's say a show, your favorite show, you and the guys at the office love this fucking show, and it comes out every Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, you're coming to the office, you got every Wednesday for fucking four months, the whole run of the season, every Wednesday, you're like, dude, you saw that shit last night? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he's going to die next time. No, he's not going to fucking die. It could be that guy. Boom. That 
that is a fucking 15 to 20 minute conversation you're having with a group of guys every Wednesday morning for five months straight. If you haven't become friends with those guys after five months and built a bigger relationship after that, I can't help you. But at least it gives you the opportunity to bond with people. That same 20 minutes is a conversation for a whole show now. You come in the next morning. Oh, you saw the new Netflix series? Yeah, I stayed up until 5 a.m. watching it. You talk about it for the same 20 minutes. On to the next thing. That's what I always said about with music. It's like you put out a fucking album. It's like, okay, well... People are going to give you the same amount of conversation. It's not like when you put out an album, people are going to talk about the album 12 times as long as they talked about your single because there was 12 singles. It's like they're going to say what they think about it. The other person is going to say what they think about it. People are going to give it the same amount of time a day and talk about it for two weeks and then on to the next fucking album or on to the next fucking thing people are talking about. It's like you just blew 12 songs for the same amount of pop. Mm-hmm. You know, now if you're a big time artist, that works, I guess, because people are actually anticipating it. And you can release singles periodically. But like, if you're a small-time guy, it's like, no, it makes more sense to me to put out a single every three, four months and just constantly be on people's radar. As soon as that one tails off, you're on to the next one. So I feel like the only thing we have now is because movies aren't like that anymore. They Most movies go to Netflix. And not it used to be a thing where it was like a straight-to-video, straight-to-DVD movie was like a joke of a movie. It's like any movie worth watching was going to be in theaters at some point. It's not the case anymore. It's kind of almost weird to get used to. Like movies go straight to Netflix and I'm still in that old head mentality. I'm like, oh, this movie didn't come out in theaters. Like it's just straight to Netflix. It's probably going to suck. But then you'll have people like, dude, this movie is unbelievable. It's the best movie I've ever seen. I'm like, for sure. Really? The straight to Netflix movie was really, it's like, yeah, but that's how it works now. So now there's no, that was just a pandemic thing. It was literally like movie theaters weren't a thing anymore, but people, you know, they paid all this money to get these fucking movies out and they're like, yeah, we want people to fucking watch them. All right, let's start a streaming service and put it up there. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that was a pandemic thing. I guess I guess it all maybe maybe it's, you know, I, I'm still working with the 2000. I think the pandemic was kind of the climax of it, but I think we had kind of been moving in that direction with the whole, uh, you know, developments of streaming and stuff like that where it's like the only thing we have now because it's not like that for tv a show comes out like we said you watch it in one or two nights and then you talk about it and then it's and then that show you don't talk about anymore it's just over like squid games was big for two or three weeks and then it's just or not probably not even three weeks probably two weeks max and then it's like okay then it's over and it's like okay you know, and then movies were the same way. It comes out, you go to theaters. Now it's just like it comes out, you watch it on your own time. Everybody's on their own time. There's no unifying thing that makes everybody kind of on the same page. The only thing we really have anymore like that is sports. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't like, I mean, I guess I could, but like the playoffs happened, you know, the Ravens lost. Sorry to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched the playoffs yet, but the Ravens lost last week. Sports still have laugh tracks. They're filmed in front of a live studio <laughs> They audience. are. It's one of the few things that's still filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> they got bullshit tracks and fucking yelling tracks and cheering tracks. And that's the only thing that people can really talk about on a week-to-week basis. Other than that, everybody's just consuming their own individual, personally curated uh, stream of media um, and on their own time. And now we, it's kind of removed our connection from each other. And I think that that's why I have, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe, maybe we have, I legitimately feel like that is a cause of our culture not having really progressed since the mid-2010s. I really feel like it's just like once people are no longer kind of like moving forward in the same direction, everybody's just kind of going towards their own thing. It's like there's no, I mean, there are still styles and stuff, but it's more, um, uh, com- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, whatever the fucking word is. It's it's more like there's like 60 different styles now. It's like you be this style, that style. Where it's like there's no like definitive 2020s style in my mm-hmm. opinion. 
It's just everybody kind of has their own thing. Yeah. As I mean, obviously, there's 2020 styles. Like, obviously, a couple years ago, every girl was wearing the fucking black leggings and the jean jacket. Yeah. But that was over in, like, literally a couple months. It was weird. Every girl was wearing that for, like, three months. And then I, never, I haven't seen a girl wear that since. There was a time when all the girls were shaving one part of their head, like, right here. Remember that? Mm, yeah. Even that was just a couple fucking seconds. You know, so I don't know. I feel like our 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 uh, culture has halted, and I think that that's why we're seeing all kinds of fucking weird. Oh, remember this show you liked back when we still were creative as an industry? Well, we just remade it and tried to make it the same way it was before, but now it doesn't make sense because nobody makes shows like this anymore. But we're just hoping that you'll watch it because it'll remind you of a time when shit actually was good. And it's like, but this sucks. So now what? Mm. Now what do we do? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Surely, <laughs> when you're saying you had topics to the podcast, I didn't know we were going to talk about this for an hour. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, uh, luckily for everyone that's probably tuned out at this point, <laughs> um, I went on a radio show this past week. Did I tell you Ooh, about that? Ooh, no. That's sick. Um, so this dude... That's been following us for a while. Uh, Seth Chasen. He originally had his own podcast. I don't realize how young he was, too. He was like 21 or something. Um, But he's been following us for like years on the podcast. And like, you know, we talked back and forth a little bit, you know, over the years. And just recently he was like, yo, I'm running the um, some show at Hartford Community College Radio. Uh, You know, you want to come on as a guest. And it was weird because we've been following each other on social media so long that I, it didn't s- register to me that this is a guy that I didn't know hitting me up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if somebody just randomly reaches just out like to you. just like seen their name so many times on your news feed or whatever. Yeah. Like my reaction was more few. I, I, I kind of had the same reaction that I have with like, like a friend of mine hit me up, like come on the podcast or something. It was weird because I, I realized I was like, I've never fucking met. The, like when I met him at the door of the college, I was like, I've never fucking seen you in my life. <laughs> Why did I feel like? <laughs> but it's just funny how psychologically my mind was just like, oh, you're just going on a show with your old pal. So I drive up there. I did a, uh, a show. I hate calling them shows. I did a gig at Nacho Mama's in Towson. And then I was supposed to be up there at nine, which I was really on time. I fucking got a high life and I was up uh, 18 pack of high lives for old time. And I was like, you know what? This is legitimately the first time ever in my life that I've been invited on somebody else's fucking show that wasn't in my own studio. So I'm bringing it back old school. I'm going to get some fucking high lives, 18 pack. I don't care how much it costs because it's definitely not 1099 anymore. It was like 24 bucks. Like Damn. whatever, baby. Times have changed. Times dude. have changed. Yeah, so, I wish the prices froze in 2015. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that has not halted since 2015. <laughs> prices, baby. <laughs> Same life, more expensive. Um, so I grabbed a pack of high lives and I was of course not at all, uh, drinking one on, uh, the way up to Harford County community college. Mm -hmm. Um, so while not doing that, I got to the, the place, which first of all, Harford community college is like pretty much a college. Mm -hmm. It's like known to be like the best community college ever. Sure. Um, you know, as far as community colleges go, you know, it's better than CCBC, Mm. you know, let's say that. And uh, so I drive to the complex. I'm like, oh, my God, I really got to pee. 
And so I'm thinking like, all right, I don't want to like walk in and immediately ask to go to the bathroom because I feel like, I don't know why I thought this, but I was like, I feel like then they're going to know that like, oh, were you drinking before this? <laughs> so I was like, no, <laughs> no. <an> opened 18 <laughs> pack of fucking Miller Highlights. <laughs> so I was like, you know what I'll do to save myself the embarrassment of asking to go to the bathroom? I will sit in this parking lot, finish my beer, and just pee into my cup in the driver's seat. Oh. Whatever. That's easy. I can do that. So I finish my high life, scan the grounds for security, mm-hmm. the fucking guards, and then I'm like, all right. So I unzip, and I'm like, this is, I really hope I don't get caught doing this, because this is like, <laughs> this is somehow like a yeah. sex offense. You can't get out of this one. <laughs> yeah, there's no explaining this one away. Um, it is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so, so I, I, I start pissing and I'm thinking like, all right, the lighting's not very good in this car and I don't want to turn on the light because then it's just like a putting a spotlight on the fact that I'm pissing yeah. in my car. So I'm pissing. Obviously your boy is pissing more than one soul. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I'm you feel- never have a big enough thing for never when you're trying to pee into something. So I'm pissing, I'm pissing. And I stop right when I think is the appropriate time to stop to reload, bring it back. And I do that. I put it back. I finish up. Blah, blah, blah. I turn on the fucking lights, dude. <laughs> I had fully pissed myself. <laughs> fully pissed myself. <laughs> Because, yeah, you're peeing, you're sitting down in your car peeing. You can't do that. So, it's not physically possible. Your dick is pointed up like the parking brake. How are you going to pee in a cup safely that way? So at this point, I'm like, oh, my God. Of course, I don't have another pair of pants. I'm thinking, like, okay, I got my coat on. I can probably, like, let it ride down over top of my crotch to make it not so obvious. And I'm like, all right. So I walk in, and now I'm realizing, like, okay, in order to save myself the embarrassment of asking her to the bathroom, I have opted to piss myself. <laughs> Bad trade deal. One of the worst trade deals ever. Damn. <laughs> probably ever. So I walk in, and I'm thinking, like, all right, maybe I could, like, pull it off as like i want to take my coat off it's fucking hot but like how am i going to explain this away and i'm thinking like maybe it doesn't actually maybe i can say like oh dude i spilled i spilled my water on myself or something like that so i walk in and now of course i still have to ask to go to the bathroom (laughs) because now instead of just taking a fucking piss like a like a human being i now have to clean piss off of myself so i didn't even i didn't make your jeans more wet (laughs) the one the one objective i had in that mission i completely failed and made it worse so I walk in immediately. I'm like, oh, you mind if I use the bathroom? I go in there. I'm thinking like, all right, maybe it doesn't look like I pissed maybe myself. Maybe he didn't notice. Maybe he didn't notice. Maybe I can pull this Were up. Are you even covering it up at that point? With my coat, yeah. Okay, yeah, So yeah. I walk into the bathroom. I walk in the thing. It looks exactly like I pissed myself. <laughs> like if you were, picture a guy who has just pissed himself. That's what it looked like. I mean, it was so, it was classic. Like if you it drew so a pic- clear. It was so obvious. It was like literally like an arc of fucking wetness spawning directly from the tip of my dick. I was like, this is brutal. So now I'm like, all right, I got to wear, this is a great, 
great opener to my first ever radio show appearance. Live broadcast. <laughs> Live broadcast. <laughs> so I walk in, and I, I, I don't think they know. They're probably, they might listen to this and be like, wow, I had no idea. He had just pissed himself. Well, guess what I did? Um, so if you didn't notice, kudos to me for covering that up. So I kept my coat on the whole time, walked in real cool, real casual. Great complex, great uh, thing. Um, the co-host wasn't there. Shouts out Evan John. But Seth was there. And we sit down, we're doing the show. I meet the program director and uh, like an older guy and uh, I walk in and as much as one can say about the college and the whole complex they have, this is no shade to Seth and Evan, but how the fuck do you only have, how, why am I sharing a microphone with another, like it's literally like on a thing and we're like swiveling it back and forth. Oh, And so they, they wanted it, they originally, now when we record here, I'm up on the fucking microphone. This is how mm-hmm. you record a podcast, yeah. you know? And you got to get like ASMR with it. Yeah, you have to stay up. So they wanted to have a microphone like here and then like. And both of you guys on. Me it. and the other guy would be talking. Anybody listening to this right now, tell me if this sounds better than fucking this. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so like. I'm sitting there doing that, and I'm I'm still in the habit. Like every time I'm talking, I'm pulling that mic up and blah blah blah. And so the program director's getting pissed. He's like, "Dude, he's fucking be too loud in the mic." It's like, "Dude, fucking turn the fucking microphone down." Like this is how it's supposed to go. You guys have this gigantic. This is not. This is not shade to Seth and Evan, dude. They are awesome dudes, but they're operating this fucking thing. I'm looking at other microphones throughout the complex. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't the program director said, "Hey, let's get another mic, one of these other thousand dollar microphones"? And mind you, the microphone that we're sharing, I'm sharing with the co-host, is not a good microphone. It's like, it's like one of these fucking things with, yeah. like, of course, the fucking like foam sock over top of it. It's like, yeah, dude, this yeah. is not. <laughs> this is not fucking uh, broadcast major uh, quality shit here. So I'm doing that. And uh, I was brought up to talk about the band and uh, the podcast, obviously. And uh, during the first break, now I didn't really think about it, but uh, you would imagine that it's like you bring a guy on to the show and uh, he's in a band. And then when you play music, it's like, well, we just spent 15 minutes talking about the band. How about we play one of the songs from the band <laughs> and so they they put on a song and then seth off the mic or i think it was on the mic he's like yeah so i wanted to play your stuff but the program director said like he couldn't like hear the lyrics or something <laughs> is your dad the program director <laughs> <laughs> and so at the time at the time i didn't really give a shot i wasn't i was just happy to be passing for a guy that didn't piss himself yeah um so i'm just Plan. I was just like, yeah, well, I said the same thing. I was like, my dad gave me some criticism. It's a criticism we got a lot, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when I got home and I told that to my girlfriend, I just found myself getting more and more infuriated at that concept. Because I was literally thinking, I was like, dude, like, and I, again, it's all the program director. And I'm thinking like, dude, you fucking set up a show where you have one great mic for the host and one $50 microphone with a foam piece on it to be split between the other two guys. And you want to talk to me about basically saying that all that aside, my band's music is not good enough, well-produced enough to be played on this local college radio station that maybe 30 or 40 people are listening to again, no shade to them. Um, 
you know, it's not like we got a billion fucking listeners on our thing either, but it's like, you'll never once hear me go, oh, dude, I don't think we can play your stuff on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for coming up to the podcast. Thanks for coming into our garage. You want a beer? Great talking about your band. Maybe we'll close Did out you this song. you piss yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm just thinking like, that motherfucker. How, who the fuck? And then at the end of the show, I'll get back more into the details of the show, but at mm-hmm. the end of the show, apparently Seth had asked the guy to record it. And then at the end of the show, we go to the back. Motherfucker didn't record it. He stopped recording it. Mm. And I'm thinking like, dude, I can't help but think that was on purpose. Yeah, this guy have a grudge. It seemed like it. And it's like, why? I don't know. It's just that kind of stuff. It's like, I can't imagine, you know, being that particular about that thing. And then at the same time, you know, allowing your people that you're supposed to be teaching how to put out a quality broadcast, you know, to use this. You have all this good equipment, but you're forcing them to use this shitty setup. Yeah. It's like, why don't you direct that? Why don't you worry about the audio quality of the actual show, which is 90% of it, and then, God forbid, if somebody misses one of the fucking words in my song, we can deal with that later. Maybe I'll come back here next time with the vocals a little louder. But until then, until you have three mics for three fucking people, I don't really know if 91.1 HF fucking CCF is 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 in a position to talk to me about that. You know, just being honest. So, so I had a great time on the show, but that really did kind of piss me off a little bit after already pissing myself off with my <laughs> literal piss. <laughs> put you in a pissy mood. It put me in a pissy mood. And so, you know, it was a great time. Talked about all kinds of shit. Uh, uh, good guys. I just really wish we had recorded it because it's like, you know, just imagine like what if the only content we ever had like what if we were just recording this right now but not recording it just broadcasting it live on instagram live or something to like 14 people and then that was it yeah we didn't record it if you did if you weren't one of the 15 20 people who were listening to us right now yeah this be there. just disappeared into the universe it's like why why wouldn't that guy fucking record it especially after being asked to record it it's got to be some type of weird fucking gatekeepy thing where it's like <laughs> I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I mean, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like that. Because we're also trying to be like dramatic a little bit. But also, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Look, if it wasn't for the slight of not playing my music, I wouldn't be saying this. But he has to know that that's a slight. Yeah. You have to know as a program director that when you invite a musical artist onto your show and then proceed to tell them that their music isn't good enough to even be played on the show that's a fucking that's disrespectful that's i mean that is legitimately disrespectful were you cursing or anything no like okay and i have radio i only curse in one of the songs that we have out on spotify and i even have a radio edit of that if they were to be so inclined to ask for it um but the other songs there's no there's no cursing or anything Mm. like that so it's like it wasn't even that. It was just, you know, I, I can't help but feel it's like, you know, you're the fucking, like, for the students, it's whatever. It's like they're in a position, they have to deal with what they get. And so that's why I say with Seth and Evan, it's like, they did a fucking great job with the setup they have. They had good show outline and all that stuff. I'm in a great time and I do it again. But, uh, you know, next time, I'm going to have to fucking have a chat with that guy. Because it's like, dude, I'm not driving fucking 35 minutes up to fucking Harford County on a Friday night to fucking do a two-hour show where you won't even play my music and then I can't even have a recorded version of it for content of my own. It just goes into the ether. 
somewhere out in outer space right now, never to be heard again, except by some fucking Neptunians or something. It's like, sorry, man, that's bullshit. And it's like, you know, I can't help but think it's something like one of those, like, you know, a guy who's like the head honcho at like a fucking like college radio station is like, well, you know, this is how we do stuff. You-, you were Gordon Ramsay going into a shitty restaurant. He was the chef, dude. Yep. That's all it was. Yeah. So I could be, <laughs> I could be completely. It's a kitchen nightmare. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. I could be eating crow, uh, egg on my face, whatever other things there are to say about that. But mm-hmm. milk on your steak. Milk on my steak. There's milk on my steak when I say this, but that was just uh, foul play. Foul play. Not cool. Not cool, program director. But do tune in to Seth Chasen and Evan John's Night Owls. Good show. Good show. Hey, shout um, out to both of them. Yeah, it was cool. Shout out to both of them. Um, Damn, that's dramatic. Any? That was what, Friday? That was Friday night. Oof. Do you think he was pissed off because he had to be there late? Mm. I mean, they're always there that time for that show. Yeah, I guess. True. And he what just like bitchly. dipped out in the middle of it. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. It's just like, you know, especially when you consider it's like, obviously, you know, when we started out doing this, um, our setup wasn't any better. Um, we did have microphones for everybody. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we usually would play the music of the people that we'd bring on. <laughs> we would do that. We would do it would, that. It would, you know, it would be like the first time we were hearing it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, fucking, it's like, so it's like that I get that, but it's like, dude, this is a college. You guys have obviously a lot of money. Yeah. All like, you're teaching is how to be a hater right now. You mean to tell me that you guys could afford a gigantic complex with lavatories and swimming pools and sports teams and professors and fucking whatever else goes into a college? It's a lot. Not enough lights in the parking lot though. Yeah, not nearly enough lights. <laughs> And you can't afford one more fucking microphone? And the one that you have is one that I would get if I just yesterday had the idea that I wanted to start a podcast Mm -hmm. and said, all right, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. So maybe I'll just get like a shitty microphone, try it out, get the hang of it. And if, if I decide it's working, then I'll upgrade. That's something you do then you don't do that with a fucking entire college radio complex and go yeah but you know that that one extra hundred dollar microphone is going to put us in the fucking black or the red or whatever it's like no dude you're like if you're the program director you need to direct better direct better direct better and get with the program yeah and then i will raise the vocals in my song and we'll be even all right we're even so shouts out night owls all that uh, what's going on with you, dude? I mean, uh, I don't know. I liked it. I liked, um, cause I've still just been fucking every weekend. I've just been moving shit from my apartment or cleaning it up, taking it to the new house. Um, trying to think if anything cool happened, but I've literally just been fucking working and yeah, yeah. moving. <laughs> well, you're in the fucking, um, um, well, actually also, this is a more close to home thing. 
for us. Uh, Mahedi came out on Friday, Ooh. Um, which I th- I I wasn't I shook his hand when he came out because he didn't respond to my text <laughs> when I said he shook uh, his hand. Yeah, like, as a man. So that was yeah. He was like, dude, why are you shaking my hand? I was like, I don't know. Dude. I didn't know we were still friends. <laughs> like you fucking didn't respond to my text when I invited you over the game, and so I thought maybe I did something wrong or something. So then you just pop up my gig. I was like, oh, that's cool. This is great news. Mahedi and I are friends. Yeah, shake um, on it. <laughs> yeah, let's shake on it. You promise we're still friends. Um, but Marissa was telling me about this new Facebook group called Ooh. Are We Dating the Same Person? Oh, no. And essentially what it is, is uh, I, I, it's girls, and then it's a private group, so you have to like do the typical Facebook group shit. You like join, and then you have to answer like a bunch of questions and shit. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in, I'm in. Once you're in... Uh, there's just a bunch of posts from like girls that just started dating dudes, mm. like posting, I guess, their picture and then a description. And then I guess the premise of this group is to be like, are is we this dating guy them? like <laughs> a player? Like, yeah. is he dating a bunch of people? Are you guys also dating him? <laughs> you know, and apparently there's like one for like every city. And uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think that, uh, they they were looking at it as like this um oh it's fun and blah 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 and of course like you you sign in when you're doing the fucking like questionnaire to get in and it's like you know I promise not to say use words like weird or ghosted or like all these things basically trying to be like you know there's no like shitting on the person or anything in the group but you yeah, know right you know that's all they're doing that's the entire purpose of this but also group. it's like that's because. It's a group for people who got got. The only thing they can do is fucking talk shit behind yeah. closed doors. So it's a bunch of chicks lashing out about dudes that they dated. And so you post a picture like, hey, and I'm to seeing- be fair, like it's all about, you know, the intent of the dude here. I'm not trying to shame any dudes who are up front with people being like, hey, like, you know, we're not committed yet or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. I've never been that kind of guy, but mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, I think that group is kind of funny because then you get, like, one of those stories about, like, you know, that one guy who was dating, like, 20 people in New York, like, the whatever, something Steve. Yeah. I forget the fucking, the news story. But, like, yeah, there's a guy who had, like... Oh, it was, like, a Chinese guy or something? Or Asian guy? Something, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I kind of... It's always funny when something like that happens. I mean, so I can imagine that group would be funny. I'm of two minds on this because obviously you don't want to see those guys get away with it. At the same time, I'm a firm believer that if you've been dating a guy for longer than one month and you can't sniff out him having four other girlfriends, maybe you need to fucking look in the mirror and figure out what the hell you're doing because that's like, I don't know. There's a certain type of person. I've always said this. I said this about STDs and I know this is not my most popular opinion, but I believe this, um, that like you can kind of you can kind of tell if you ask a certain type of person, you're like, you know, you say if you tested and you can tell a type of person that's going to be like, yeah, I'm good. And and you're sitting there going like, but are you, though? Mm-hmm. Like you can if you can't suss out a person to like that baseline level to be Is that a- the kind of guy you're asking. <laughs> if they're safe exactly exactly it's like maybe step back and re-examine your own life decisions where you're talking to a guy and you're in a legitimate relationship and you don't even trust this person enough 
to not post in a public group or a private group and ask the entire city of Baltimore if anyone else is fucking him right now. It's like, <laughs> it sounds like you're not in a very good relationship from the jump because this didn't exist a year ago or two years ago. And like, how do people do it back then? It's like, you know, like date a person, have a good enough sense of people to know if that's a liar or a cheater or a, a person who's going to do that. And it's like, if you're in a position after dating somebody for five months and you still don't know, maybe this isn't the relationship for you because that trust issue doesn't just stop the second you post in a Facebook group and nobody says anything because then you might still be sitting there going like, well, maybe the girls that he's fucking on the side aren't in this group, which is overwhelmingly likely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more girls in Baltimore that are not in that group than are in that group. So then you're sitting there, you still don't trust your significant other. And then I'm supposed to believe that once you post in there, oh, well, I posted your picture in this uh, Facebook group and nobody said anything. So I guess I completely trust you and I'm ready to get married. It's like, no, you have fucking trust issues in your relationship. And that's a problem you need to examine. Not fucking just take, because it's like, look, even if you're not cheating or anything like that it opens up the avenue all i'm going to say is if this if this if the exact equivalent of this was done in the reverse where it was a group of dudes on facebook that had a group and were posting pictures of chicks and basically just like every chick that was being posted just a bunch of dudes being like yeah we used to fuck like three years ago blah blah blah, blah. it's like people would be outraged be like oh my god you're fucking you're fucking airing out all this girl's private business about like all of her other hookups like that's not your fucking business like why are why are a bunch of dudes in here like talking about the time that they went out with her it's like just that's not your fucking business but for whatever reason when it's girls doing it about guys i get it because i also have always been a firm believer we're not the fucking same so you know it's like i think you know, most even Marissa was like, obviously, yeah, if this was dudes doing that to girls, it would be a problem. So it's like, okay, at least we can be on the same page. Like, there's a major double standard here. All I'm trying to say is like, Liv was like, oh, I should post your thing as a joke. And I was like, look, I'm not fucking cheating on you. But also, <laughs> I don't fucking, I know. No, I don't want you to do that because it's like, I'm not even worried about any of that shit. I'm just saying like, I think this is wrong. I think this is fucking wrong. It's like, it's a bunch of fucking, it's like a bunch of chicks who are like going out on fucking Tinder dates and like meeting dudes. And like, they're like, Hey, before I fuck this guy on the first night, is anyone else fucking him? Right. And it's like, why don't you fucking just fucking, I don't know, be more responsible, fucking figure out your shit more. So you don't have to fucking resort to like public making public every dude's fucking life just so you can make sure that you don't fuck the wrong one mm -hmm. you know it's kind of fucked up i think it's a little fucked up but also like i can see it being you know i can see it being a fun thing and i can also see it being abused um i don't really have that much of a take on it though i mean it's it just annoyed me even more because they all the questions in the from the jump are you know to join the group or they go out of their way to really make it like oh like no no disparaging no hateful blah, blah 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 and it's like this is just like you have to say that obviously everyone knows what this is and it's like i would almost appreciate it more if they were just honest and it was just like or that just old make it a public group <laughs> Yeah, make it a public group, and then just like you're selling a couch on Facebook, you post a picture of your fucking boyfriend, you know, Baltimore dating marketplace. Hey, anybody fucking this guy yeah. before I go on a second date with him? Antique roadshow for your boyfriend. It's just like, look, I get it because it's hard out there for a chick. I get that. But I think there's this weird uh, 
there's this weird dissonance between like girls wholeheartedly supporting this because they understand that dating is different for women than it is for men, which it is, which it is. Uh, and then at the same time, in another conversation, completely ignore that fact and try to make it seem like everything's equal. It's like, no, you can't have it both ways. Either you continue to do this like fucking gossip shit in a Facebook group about dudes that you're talking to and just say, hey, we're fucking chicks. It's different. Get over it. And then I'm totally cool with that. As long as in every other aspect of life outside of this one conversation, you keep that same energy. Keep that same energy then. Don't fucking come at me with a bunch of shit when we're talking about something else about how actually it's exactly the... No, it's not. It's not exactly the same. If it's exactly the same, then unjoin the fucking group and hold yourself to the same standard that if I came and told you that I'm in a fucking group where all we do is just post about chicks that we met on Tinder and see how many dudes they fucked. Mm. Mm. No, that sucks. That being said, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I, I just like... I just know it's like you can say all you want, but like I'm sure, you know, any guy our age who's not been married for the past eight years is going to have a laundry list of previous relationships where not all of them are your biggest fans. They're not all going to be your biggest fans. I've tried to do a pretty decent job of making sure that every, you know, any romantic, intimate type of uh, relationship I've had, like I'm super cool with all my ex-girlfriends, like really on good terms, you know? I think that's a good I think that's a good thing. A lot of people think that's weird. I'm not like fucking best friends with my ex exes, but like mm -hmm. if you hate your ex, that is partially on you. It's just kind of like if you have I've always said if you have more than one shitty ex, you're the shitty ex. Yeah. Because this is a person that you decided that you were going to like be in love with share all these moments with potentially get married and you dated them for like maybe a year, maybe a little less than that, but like a long-term type of thing, long enough to be considered like, this is a person that you're picking. This is a person that of all the people in the world that you could have picked to be your significant other. You picked this person and yet somehow all the people you picked suck. Maybe you suck. Mm. Cause I'm totally chill with all my fucking exes are great fucking people. They wouldn't be my ex. Otherwise they would have never been my, uh, Girlfriend in the first place. So, I don't know. I just think this is a uh, wacky tacky. Yeah. Like I said, not much of a uh, opinion on it. Mm. I think, uh, you know, it definitely seems like a fucking like Mean Girl sequel. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, like, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I don't care either. I, I, I don't, don't care because I know if my picture ever got posted, like no one would say anything <laughs> because yeah. also like i don't think i don't think like uh that's like a thing for probably like people in college now i feel like that's not really a thing for people our age it you'd be surprised first of all it's a facebook group mm. so instantly right there you kind of get an idea of the type of age group we're dealing with this is not 18 year old i mean I'm, i feel like well, it's like the high tops crowd yeah it's 30, there's a lot 38 of, plus. There's a lot of dudes our age and older being posted and younger. It's of all ages. It's of all ages. This is not like a little college-y, like, you know, black book type of thing. This is like, it's, we're all, we're all in it, you know? That's hilarious. So I, I, I know I just went on a tirade to make it seem like I really care about this. I, I, I care more about the principle than the actual thing. Like, go ahead and post me, you know? It's like, I'm not, you know, I don't, 
I don't believe I have anything to hide. And yeah, so, honestly, treat me like a piece of meat for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What other amazing developments happened this week? Uh, let's see. Oh. Um, just a quick, you know, we're still in the middle of football season. I just want to put some finalizing bows on what we talked about last week about the Ravens as pertains to Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar was not at the game. And I know that this is a uh, an annoying topic that a lot of people are like, shut up, stop talking about that. Why is everybody so pressed, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just asking, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, take this ride with me real quick. Take yourself back. The year is 2013. The Ravens are in the playoffs. Ray Lewis is hurt. Ray Lewis is not playing in the playoffs. The Ravens go to play the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. And who's not on the sideline? Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis isn't at the game. He's not in the huddle, giving the fucking pregame speech, wishing he was out there, talking about, we got to do this effort. Get out there. Put your heart, blood, and soul on that field. Win this. Blah, blah, blah. None of that. He's just fucking chilling. Not at the game. You can't picture that. Why? Because it would never fucking happen. So any arguments about, oh, it's, you know, he was advised not to travel. For a sprained knee, sure. I'll say this. DeMar Hamlin, the guy who literally fucking died on the field two weeks ago, was at the Bills game for the playoffs. Now, granted, that was a home game. But still, I'm really hard of hearing any excuses outside of clearly... There's some backroom shit going on with the Ravens where Lamar is not happy with the offer he's been given. He's not stoked about it. And uh, he hasn't even so much as tweeted about like, yo, good season, guys. He he put up like some fucking tweet like a couple days before the uh, the game just talking about his injury. It didn't even feel like he wrote it because like every other thing he tweets is like written a certain type of way with like emojis and like, yo. And then fucking this one tweet was like written like, I've been diagnosed with a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so this, okay, whatever. You post this fucking long thread tweet about your injury. And then since then, basically radio silence. The only things he's even retweeted have been things about like, I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna bet on me. And it's like, all right, like you don't even have words to say about like good season, like shouts out to my guys, anything. And then you pile that on to the fact that it's like you weren't even at the game to be there. It's like everybody's sitting there going like Lamar's a leader. Uh, uh, you know, he's the fucking leader of the team. It's like, okay, well, wouldn't the leader be at the playoffs? Even if somebody was like, well, you know, technically injured reserve doesn't have to travel with the team. I'm sure there, I, Scott was trying to tell me that there's like a rule where they can't. And even if they can't, it's like, okay, then don't travel with the team. Go to Cincinnati on your own. You're fucking rich. You can do that. You can buy a fucking plane ticket, first class, and fucking private jet, whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm not even sure if that's true, though. I just feel like it's a thing where it's like you don't have to. I have watched plenty of fucking games where injured players are on the sidelines, both home and away. You know, if you're the starting quarterback, picture again, Tom Brady, just not at the game. Tom Brady's hurt. Patriots are in the playoffs. Bucks are in the playoffs. 
He's not sitting on the sideline talking to the backup quarterback, going like, "All right, man, next thing you got to yeah, go out there." He's do. over there kissing his son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's kissing his son in between plays, sure, but he's fucking there <laughs> eating Papa John's. He's fucking there. So it's just, it's. I feel like everybody's in this weird thing where it's like they don't want to look at the obvious. The obvious thing is that. Lamar is not our quarterback next year. I could be wrong, but as it stands right now, he's fucking not. Because every single action that he's taken or inaction that he's taken in the past three weeks screams he's not a Raven next year. Mm. And so any argument about, oh, he's a, he's not a... I'm sorry, leaders are there. Leaders are there. Just because you can't play doesn't mean that you can't be there for the backup or be there for the offense to pump them up and talk to them in the huddle and give them advice. That's what a leader does. You know what a player does? If they're not there, they're not there. That's what a player does. So at the very least, the whole Lamar leader argument is out the fucking window. Now we're just talking about, is this player, is this quarterback, non-leader quarterback player coming back next year? And I don't fucking think so. And that's really all I have to say about that situation. But that was a new development since uh, when we talked uh, last time, which was before the game. So I didn't even know about that yet. So I just had to put a little neat little bow on that and just say I'm putting my chips on the table as a betting man and saying we got someone else next year and I'm not mad about it I'm not Good mad about fry it his ass. Yep. Good to f- f- fry his ass fry um, other than that let's see other than that at the end of the day I think that's I don't really have anything else to talk about mm. I was like looking through my pictures because sometimes I'll like see a picture of something and be like oh yeah I did that but yeah I just took a picture of a guy at the gas station when I was getting gas. He had a whole truckload of bikes tied up on the back of his car. Oh, shit. And I was like, I bet he's stealing those. <laughs> but That's other awesome. than that. Yeah, I mean. Nothing, oh, this isn't even really anything. But okay. this is just a life lesson for folks at home. Just be nice to customer service people. Uh, and don't be afraid to ask. That's a big one. Don't be afraid to ask. So I moved, obviously. Uh, I finally got my big bean bag over to my house. Nice. And we were like looking into getting it a new cover just to like match with the new house because I had like a very neutral tone. They called it camel. So it was just like a very beige, kind of like this couch, um, kind of like darky, dark khaki color. Um, so I was like, okay, let me go on the website. I want to like... You know, look up my lounger, see what size I need to get. It's a seven and a half foot beanbag lounger from Comfy Sacks. And I'm just, I'm giving them the plug because they did me good. Nice. Uh, I hit them up. I was looking through the website. I was like, I want to buy new fluff for my beanbag because it's like, it's not as fluffy as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. So I hit up customer service. I was like, hey, I was looking around your website. I want to get more fluff for my beanbag I got a couple years ago. And I feel like it's not plump anymore but i don't see it on the website like can you send me a link and they hit me back the next day and they're like hey send us your order information and a picture of your bean bag i was like okay so i sent them that stuff and i was like by the way my i moved like here's my new address and they're like okay cool we're sending you 30 pounds of free fluff oh nice expedited shipping it's coming in by friday are you going to use all that all fluff? for free? Maybe. I don't oh know. man, I could use some it. Might fluff. flip <laughs> if, if I have leftover fluff, I'll give you some. Did they send you any beans? 
No, no beans. Because yeah. it's a, well, it's, I guess it's not a bean bag. It's like a shredded mattress, like a memory foam gotcha. mattress okay. bag. So it's like a bunch of like shards of Tempur-Pedic. Yeah. <laughs> Soft shards of Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> yeah. If you have any extra of that shit, I would love that. But that's cool. That's yeah. That's cool. And that's just like, you know, I wasn't expecting that. But you just go about it nice. You don't be afraid to ask. I went into that situation. I said, hey, I'm trying to buy this. Where's the link? And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what? Here's 30 free pounds of shredded mattresses. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think the the takeaway there is I was going to say most people are here to help. Um, I don't know if I believe that, but I do believe that most people are here to do whatever's easiest. Um, most people gravitate towards the path of least resistance just as a general rule. So it's your job as the plaintiff in any customer service uh, interaction to basically make it easier for them to help you out than to not help you out, if that makes any sense. Like, you call them up and you immediately, instead of fucking yelling at them and making them not like you and make them literally not want to help you because now it's personal Mm -hmm. because it's like, fuck you, you're being a dick, this isn't even my fault and you're yelling at me, call them up and basically... A lot of times, you kind of have to be the person that offers the solutions and just be like, oh, I mean, I'm totally cool if you guys just do this or can you do that, blah, blah, blah. And then it would really require a person to really give a shit a lot to be like, no, I'm not doing that. We can't do that. No, no, no. Because then they got to go through a whole fucking return process and they don't make any money and then they got to call the manager. And it's like, what most people want to do is just like, you call them up and, and instead of somebody being pissed off, they're just like, hey, you know, you guys sent me a fucking thing. And it's like, not, you know, I feel like it needs more of this or that. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Just make it fucking easy. When you deal with people, it's just like anything else, marketing. What's the principle of marketing? Make it easier for them to 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 know you than to not know you. Literally make it more difficult for them to not listen to your fucking song, to not fucking watch your podcast. Just fucking put it in front of their face and be like, dude, not fucking, oh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Jimmy underscore Seleski on uh, Instagram as Lil Gucci God. It's like, no, it's fucking at this across the board. You you know what I mean? Just make it fucking easy for people and be nice. And if you do those two things, then you're sitting on 30 pounds of fluff, baby. Exactly. Now you're sitting and on maybe th- less and maybe your friend gets maybe five or so pounds. Maybe of I get five pounds of fluff to, to <laughs> sit around in my apartment and rip to shreds in anxiety. <laughs> my favorite pastime. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in to another installment of the uh, Live from the Studio podcast. I once again forgot my calendar, even though I do have it. It's just sitting on the carpet at my apartment, mm. which is not really doing anything for me. But luckily, I am barely working in the winter, so it's not hard for me to remember the one gig I have this week. You're hibernating. I'm a hi- I basically am a hibernating. <laughs> I could literally sleep in a cave for a week and no one would notice. <laughs> um, I will be at Vine Alley in Gaithersburg in the, the world-famous Kentlands uh, down there. Moco People shouts out. Vine Alley 7 to 9 on Saturday, January, I believe that's 28th. Um, other than that, big weekend coming up. Scott's back in town, so we yeah. got that going on. So it's a friends weekend. January is for the boys, apparently. It's definitely not for making money. I know. So, um, what about you? Do anything big coming up? Uh, just paid my first mortgage payment. Nice. <laughs> Officially adulting early. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
couple days early, right? That's it's amazing. Not the, what is it, the 24th? You couldn't wait to pay that shit. You were like, I just wanted it. to get it over with, to yeah. be honest. Um, we, we got the first one over with, and then everything is set on auto pay afterwards. Now, um, you just moved out of an apartment where you were living alone. Uh, between the two of you, mm-hmm. the amount that you're each paying, is it less or more than the amount you're paying for your apartment alone? Um, or it's hard same? to say. It's almost like evens out to be the same just because like I was like, yeah, I was I had a good setup where my rent was cheap, but I was still paying gas and electric, cable, mm-hmm. internet, all that shit by myself. Yeah. So like and obviously they fucking gouge the shit out of you, as I'm sure you know. Oh yes. Uh especially Comcast. Mm-hmm. One of my last Comcast bills was literally like a hundred eighty dollars mm-hmm. for just like <sighs> barely fast internet and like basic cable. Yeah. I didn't even watch TV. Nope. <laughs> Like, it's fucking stupid. I never watched. So when I, I moved, I I was able to just get a package with internet. Yeah, so I just have internet now, and I have like three times as fast as internet as I had at my apartment, and it's like a hundred and fifty dollars less. <laughs> Dude, I it's guarantee fucking crazy. Because because now that you're telling me, I don't like oh, too long of a thing, but now that you're telling me this, I really feel like that could be a thing where like, because in my building I have the same issue where like I can't just have internet in my apartment. Yeah. Like they wouldn't allow it. Like the, I don't know if it was the apartment's policy or Xfinity's policy, but like, um, I don't even know if you can get Verizon. I feel like in certain complexes mm. you can only get. I can't get Verizon at my house because it's in the city technically. Yeah. So and yeah, fucking Comcast has a monopoly. They establish monopolies. Dude, there's a Verizon store in the city below me in Belvedere Square, and they advertise switch to Verizon for only twenty five dollars a yeah. month. Yeah. With fucking like if you ditch cable or whatever, and it's like I wish I could. They just put your house I looked on a it up. forklift and drive it one block up, and like <laughs> congratulations, you're in the county. You can yeah. have fucking. Literally, just run Verizon. me the fucking line one block down, please. <laughs> like your line. I know you can do it. Walker Avenue, just a long yeah. ass line. <laughs> like literally, just run it along the existing line. <laughs> just have it go into the county, dude. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I will pay for the line. If that's what it takes. Yeah, dude, it's bullshit, and it's all it's all set up to fuck you. I guess I only asked that question because I think the the common mistake people make is assuming that, and I'm assuming I imagine that uh, you know being a homeowner obviously has its own expenses that you don't have as a renter. But the idea that you're paying approximately the same amount of money after mm-hmm. all is said and done, but now you're putting it into an actual tangible thing that you own that has value, and at any point you could sell for money, and you're not just throwing. Eight nine hundred dollars down a fucking drain every month. Yeah, it's got to be a big come up, and I. It uh, feels good, yeah. honestly. It like um it makes you feel like you're an actual member of society. I would imagine for sure. Like you and own like, land. Yeah, like you're you're like locked in. Obviously, like it's a fucking thirty year mortgage. I mean, you're not like locked in, locked in. Like you yeah. can sell it and move at any point. But like you know that thing is looming, and I would I thought that would have felt more anxiety inducing mm-hmm. but in all reality it kind of just made me be like okay i at least have a place to live for the next 30 years <laughs> exactly <laughs> I don't worst know. case scenario i just live here which yeah. is fucking I'm never fine. gonna get like evicted i'm never you know like the owner can't sell the house and oh yeah. now i can't you, oh, you know yeah. you gotta move out yeah man that's fucking huge uh cannot wait cannot wait to do that myself yeah it it definitely it definitely feels good 
But uh, shout out. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I imagine so. It's worth it. Um, LFTS podcast across the board, guys. At Jimmy Seleski, at Sophomore MD. We got a new song coming out. Check us out. Uh, at Eric Glazer. Yes, sir. Um, check us out on YouTube. Our videos are starting to catch a little bit. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, most mostly hateful comments. And uh, yeah, hey, put your own down there. Yeah, add a couple more hateful comments. Please. I think any comment helps with the algorithm. So anything, dislike it, dislike all the videos for all I fucking give yeah. a shit. Just start a debate. Just in there. interact with it. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking pay attention. Be Dude. negative as much as you want. <laughs> it's totally just click it. Costs zero dollars to hate on us on the internet. <laughs> so think about it. Uh, Till next week. Actually, guys. next week we're gonna announce our co- our contest to hate on us on the internet for twenty five dollars. <laughs> the best hater. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> hater alert. Uh, Till next week, folks. Peace. Peace.